Also, welcome back to another episode of Is What It Is podcast. I'm your host, Cody Kelly. Look, I appreciate you. If nobody else appreciates my audience, I appreciate you. Thank you for tuning in. Look, connect with me everywhere on all social media platforms, but my two favorite ones, Instagram and CVMK, and YouTube. When it pops up, you can subscribe to the link below, YouTube at CV Space K, Anchor, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, uh, wherever your podcast preference is, we are there. Have an amazing episode with an amazing guest highlighting this gym owner and fitness influencer, Bo. Bo, how you doing today? Good. Thank you for having me. Oh, thank you for being here, brother. I appreciate this so much. So, Bo, you're not just a fitness influencer. You actually own a gym, right? Yeah, I'm right and here it, right now. Right, right here right now. And it seems like for a lot of influencers is like the goal whether they say it or not is to one day own and operate a gym but i always hear that there's this negative connotation because it's just so expensive the equipment is so expensive trying to get licensed proper insurance clientele like there's just a lot of things that go into it so first of all start me on your journey how did you get to this place and then walk me through the mind of a gym business owner all right. Well, the, the where? Do, how far away do you want me to start the journey? Start um, after after birth, somewhere okay. before, <laughs> somewhere after puberty. Let's start there. Puberty. That's a fun one. Um, no. So, uh, a little over ten years, I immigrated from Ukraine to the U.S. Right now, I'm in Cleveland, Ohio. Uh, I immigrated without knowing any English. Uh, I mean, I knew the basic, like "hello, bye," and "where's the restroom." So I immigrated not knowing the language. Uh, I had to go through a lot of like growing pains, learning the language, figuring out like as a trainer, you also have to learn the culture too, because I felt a very deep disconnect between the clients and me having such strong, differently, uh, different upbringings and cultures. And, you know, so it was a big learning curve. And um, I had personally many different injuries due to not knowing any better. I was always reading like bodybuilding magazines, no pain, no gain. So I did a lot of, let's just call them stupid things in the gym. And one big injury was like, so right above my belly button around here, Mm -hmm. it was a bubble. It popped out. So I kind of tore what's called the linea alba. It tore apart and like my skin and my intestines were kind of pushing through and hanging through my skin. So there was a bubble above my belly button. So uh, you're going to see where I'm I'm going with this. I had this injury. I did everything wrong in the gym. Not everything, but some things, obviously. With that injury, the doctor said, uh, you need a surgery and you will never be able to lift again. If you go to my social media, you'll see that I do a bunch of crazy lifts. That was a long time ago. What I ended up doing is I started, I, I was disappointed. I was devastated, right? So I started studying the just anatomy of the core itself, all the tissues, the not, not just like muscle here, muscle there, the deep tissues, how it works. I started recovering myself with breathing exercises first and then a little bit of like a little crunch, but I had to towel around my core. I had to pull it tight so it doesn't, that that bubble doesn't pop out while I do light crunches. It was a really, really slow process. I was writing emails and letters to all kinds of different sports medicine doctors and professors, universities, asking them what I should do. 
And long story short, I became a trainer. I never had the surgery. I'm stronger and fitter than ever. And I want to educate other people, first of all, not to have the injury. Second, to treat their bodies right. And if you give your body what it needs, it will be healthy and strong and serve you well. I didn't know that prior. Now I have an exercise science degree. I have like eight or nine certifications. I, I don't even remember anymore. I just love knowing. And that's my journey as far as becoming a personal trainer and actually helping physical therapists and stuff, uh, assisting them. Because I want people to be the strongest, healthiest versions of themselves mentally and physically. So that's why I'm so passionate about this. It's not about just aesthetics and muscles. It's about like health, strength, longevity, feeling great. I love it. I love it. So you, you literally took your experience. You took this traumatic experience. And from that pain, basically, your journey kind of opened itself or revealed itself onto you, right? Pretty so much. how so as as um as an entrepreneur, as as someone you 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 know going down this route, uh you get your your certifications and then you open up this business, right? Mm -hmm. What what are some of the obstacles? Because I think people think they could just open up a you know a gym. You know, I see a lot of people that are trying to open up these makeshift gyms in their garage. And I don't have anything against that. I mean, you know, every business has a starting point, yeah. uh, but it's like to get to the next step, walk somebody through that. That's trying to go down this path. You know what? Anyone can do it. I I'm no, I'm no special. The, the one thing you need is uh, you need to have thick skin. You need to be able to work on four hour sleeps nights. Um, you need to be creative and extremely resilient, you know? Um, don't expect to like have all your ducks in a row and then you can do it because they will never get into a row. Every single day, the, 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 the main point or the main duty of an entrepreneur or a business owner is putting out fires all day, every day, solving problems. So your ducks will never be in a row. And the first year I was struggling and like uh, the, all these stressors and I was thinking that one day, once my ducks get in a row, it's going to get easier. You just have to figure out how to live with those ducks being all over the place, you know, and figure it out. So don't wait for the perfect opportunity. If you want to start a business, start right now. Uh, so my journey, how I started is I knew I want to be a trainer. I got certified. Um, the, the degree came later. I needed that for credibility and stuff and actually learned something. But I just got a, cert cert a personal trainer certification, applied to different big box gyms started working for a big box gym for I worked there for four years and I learned what I didn't know that I had to learn as a trainer. It turns out it's not all about, not all about learning exercises and anatomy. There's much more. There's sales, people and uh, relationship skills, uh, having conversations, attracting people through, through, your, your style of training, you know, because every trainer has a different style. Uh, the management of clients and then sales and credit cards and contracts, personal training contracts, and then the, the systems and the computer. So I learned so many things that I didn't know I have to learn. Um, and then four years into that journey of being a trainer, then being a better paid trainer, then being the main guy, and then being the master trainer, having trainers under me, I decided I have to go on on my own and like do it on my own terms to where I feel comfortable ethically, financially and all that stuff uh, where I can 
preach and teach what I believe to be the best for my clients. I love you. You mentioned something, you know, ethically, like I understand the financial gain that could happen with opening up your own uh, venue. Or loss, depending how you run it and depending right, or, when you run it. If you run a gym in 2020, the financial part can be iffy, you know? That's so, true. Yeah. But that you mentioned the ethics part. So what ethically did you have to separate? Like, I've never heard that, you know, from a trainer. What, what was the, the tipping point? Good question. Um, ethically. Um, so for example, where I'm not saying every gym, I'm not saying the gym where I worked at. Uh, but a lot of times as a trainer, if you work for a big box gym, what happens is management is putting force on you or like pressure on you to like get the signature, sign them for a year. So we have the credit card on file for the next year and they have no, no way out, you know? The person that, I don't know, maybe maybe it's not a good fit, but you keep pushing it to, to collect the next credit card payment check or check or whatever, you know? So the financial part ethically, you know? The other part is helping people because, um, again, if you work for big corporations, there's like guidelines put on you. Here, I can literally say like, you know what? I think you need to go to a physical therapist first or to a chiropractor or doctor mm -hmm. first. And then if you work for a big corporation, you don't have the freedom of saying these things sometimes depending who you work for, because it can end up being something like just keep training that person, make them smile. doesn't matter if they get results or not, not just make them smile, make them come back to collect the next, next payment, you know? And just like when I'm here by myself, it's, it's my place. I decide the rules. I decide the machines. So I, I talked about the financial part, but now the like workout part, I decide what goes into my gym. In the big box gym, me as a trainer, I have to work with what I have in front of me. I have to bag management or owner, the owner to, to put equipment in that I believe is best for my clients, you know. Uh, here, I control what goes in. I control the cleaning supplies in the gym. I control how clean the floor is, how clean the machines are. I control how clean the toilet seats are in my gym, you know, and I want my clients to feel comfortable. Um, so uh, everything is like, to me, I believe in it. So it's high-end stuff. Uh, I invest more, but my clients will learn to trust me and then I can eventually have a bigger clientele than somewhere else. So there's all these little things, your insurance, my insurance policy covers everything. It's expensive, but I cover myself and I cover the client. I never had an issue yet. So I'm, I'm, I'm blessed and lucky and I take care of my clients. But again, the insurance, the equipment, the cleaning supplies. Um, some gyms make trainers push supplements. There's some supplements I trust. There's some supplements I would never push on my clients, you know. Some gyms push, some gyms don't. There's so many different moving parts. Does that, that make sense? No, that makes a lot of sense. So what, so as far as pushing, and, and I get it. Uh, thank you for sharing that. It's a business. It's a business, man. It is a business. It, and that's why I want to really uh, crack into, talk about that pushing, you know, because, you know, I've had the, the pleasure of interviewing uh, a lot of great fitness influencers, uh, connected with a lot of amazing people. But this always, to me, you know, it's like this, this, uh, secret or you know we don't you know people don't want to talk about like one of the things i've been 
admiring following the rock he's like now talking about yeah. the supplements he's taking right like he's making videos about a breakdown of how many grams of protein how many grams of creatine mm -hmm. talk to us about those supplements that you trust versus those supplements that you don't <laughs> that's a good topic Be before i do that i wanted to make really really sure some people know the places where i used to work honestly i was very lucky uh, so I wasn't, uh, I love that place. I still have a good relationship with those people. I just wanted to create something on my own. I just sure. know from other trainers that it can be very challenging. I was lucky enough where the ownership actually listened to me and put in equipment and stuff that I recommended because I ended up being like almost the main guy. But uh, I just wanted to put it out there so there's no mis misunderstanding. Perfect. As far as supplements, um, honestly, uh, officially, like legally, Trainers should not deal much with nutrition altogether. There's dietitians, registered dietitians, nutritionists, and then there's trainers. Trainers should literally deal with training. Um, trainers can give general ideas of, hey, get your veggies in and stuff. Trainers legally are not allowed to prescribe nutrition. Uh, they can probably say something like, if I would be you, I would maybe take this, you know, but right. there, there's this fine line. Sometimes uh, with trainers have a hard time not crossing it. And I, I, I'm the same way. I want to help my clients with nutrition. So I, I'm trying to be very careful with that. So just a tip to all trainers and clients as well. Uh, make sure you get your information from a reputable source. But as far as supplements, I can still say what I do, what I would do, and explain what supplements do what, and then clients do or can make uh, educated uh, decisions. So supplements, okay, you're going to be the first person I'm going to ever talk about this. You want to see something really cool? Sure, Nobody show it. Nobody knows yet. Check show this it. Out. Hey, Super Mega 3 is okay. Both fit. Hey, you're on supplement brand. I see it. So uh, about seven, eight, nine months ago, I started working on that. And I'm starting, hasn't started officially yet. I'm starting my own supplement line just because of that. I'm sick and tired of supplements that have garbage ingredients, words that you can't pronunciate and has like hashtags and numbers instead of foods and ingredients, you know? Right. And also uh, sometimes they have good ingredients, but they're underdosed. So the average person says, like, I heard turmeric is good for you. How many milligrams or grams do you need? Do you know? I don't. I don't. See, the average person doesn't know. But if you if you say um, turmeric, they think, good, I need that. You yeah, know? joints. Right. Yeah, joints, infl inflammation, and then yeah. therefore joints. Yes. So same with protein. It has this many grams of protein. What, what kind of protein is it? Is it? Uh, is it isolate? Is it concentrate? Is it soy? Right. Is it is it a pea protein, veg, veg, vegetarian protein, right. whey protein, beef protein? So I just had to do that because uh, I just want to have something that I personally feel comfortable recommending. It's needed because I'm going to be honest with you. It's so much propaganda out here. And then I think that they're experimenting with stuff that can be ultimately dangerous. You know, your basic pro basic supplements that have basically existed for the last 60 years. Yeah. I mean, protein has been out since the forties. I mean, Arnold was talking about it in pumping iron. So that's oh, yeah. nothing new safe. 
creatine has been out since the same amount of time. Nothing new, right? As a lot of water weight, but as long as you're not overdosing, now we've gotten smarter. So you don't have to take like 20 milligrams and, you know, preload and all this other stuff that damages the kidneys, right? Uh, some type of uh, oxidation. Okay. But once you start getting beyond that, you got to really walk that thin line because you're heading toward a cliff, right? Um, why? And I, and I get it. Everybody wants that look. Everybody wants um, this physique or this image of physique. But do you think gyms as a whole are doing a good job educating their clients or is it more about the financials? And I get it. It's a business. It's not a non-for-profit. So you can argue that it's not their job. But really, I, I've never belonged to a gym. And I've worked out of some amazing gyms. Mm-hmm. I mean, some amazing places, right? But the educational piece was never part of it. I think uh, I think the consumer becoming smarter forces businesses to be more open and clear about their messaging and about like all that stuff. So be more uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Not see through, but like uh, transparent. Transparent. That's the yeah. word. So because the consumer is getting more educated, people are starting to realize that. Uh, you know, a calorie is not a calorie supplements, not just a supplement, you know, mm-hmm. like you said, you, you went, you, you just said, we know protein is safe. Well, is it because well, the, every protein yeah. is different and then what different. kind of, yeah. uh, what kind of, uh, flavoring goes into it? What kind of, uh, yeah. preservatives go into it, you know? Yeah. And then do we even need protein powder? My line will not have any protein powders, no pre-workouts, no fat burners. Everything is health and wellness based. My vision, my idea of everything that I do in my gym is get your health in check. A healthy body usually looks good. So become healthy. If you want protein instead of like, I I don't have anything, anything against protein, but I want to educate my people first that eat protein, eat your eggs, your, your cheese, like cottage cheese or farmer's cheese, eat your beans or whatever. They have a little bit of protein, but um, like your nuts and then your, your fish meat, Maybe even soy if you can get a good like tofu if you're vegan or vegetarian, whatever. But there's so many different good sources, you know. And then you can also do powder as well. But my whole line is going to be – and this is not an advertisement for it. I haven't even started it yet. But my whole line is wellness, health and wellness, longevity. And if you're healthy, then you can think about aesthetics. No, that makes sense. That makes sense. I, I totally agree. Uh, the older I get, I'm definitely an advocate for the the health and wellness. I think that long term, that's the safest route. Mm-hmm. I think that anything that can be abused, uh, you know, if it, it's always this catch 22, because it's like, how do you define it? Right? Like, what's the difference between that or somebody drinking a Red Bull before they work out? Right? Like it's because most of it is this sugar and caffeine. I mean, the caffeine content is overdosed you know most of the time everyone is overdosing over yeah. caffeine and that's the most abused drug in the world right now it's caffeine yeah yeah so definitely. it's so it's 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 just hard to put it in in numbers of what should actually go and then at the same time because of the lifestyle you know if you're able to eat a pre-workout meal you know get the proper amount of rest do all that then no you you don't really probably need any of that the problem is is that life intervenes and so we try to take shortcuts and I think that's where the danger is, is in the shortcut, right? Yeah, you know, the, the goal is not to be perfect. The goal is not that's to it. do the absolute most perfect thing. No, the goal is to do the best you can, you know. Uh, mm-hmm. So uh, even with my clients, 
just just do the best you can do right now with with your situation. If if you if you're super tired, maybe you shouldn't work out. But if you know the workout's gonna make you feel better, maybe you should work out. Well, if you need a little bit of caffeine before, good. You probably know that you shouldn't drink two energy drinks a day, right? So just do the best you can. Just do the best you can. It doesn't have to be perfect, but it definitely has to be like two steps forward if you take if you take uh, one step back, you know. So the best you can, not perfect. Perfection is almost unachievable, but you can always be 1% better. 1% better. I like that. 1% better. Let's just be 1% better in life. Well, uh, you know what? We just mentioned that. I have to mention that here. On page 83 of this awesome book. I'll show you something. <laughs> yeah, check this out. The, the chapter is called Every 1% Dads Up. That's true. And that's how you get better. That's how you should approach everything because it's not like these. You can't you can't squat 100 pounds and then go from 100 pounds to 200 pounds. No, it doesn't work. Those little small two and a half pound plates are your best friend in the gym. That's how you grow a little bit, a little bit. Same with nutrition. Same with your workout routine. Same with your relationship. Same thing with my business. A little better each time. Yeah, I tried to go. I was I was killing. I was like, oh, I got, you know, on a standing military press. I'm like, I could do 185. I'm like, so I'm going to just actually try to do it today. I try to do 225. Stand. I'm not nice. talking about a jerk, right? Mm-hmm. No leverage, just a pickup right here in a press. And when I talk about it, it was an utter failure, like I might have got like this and then my shoulders just dropped because that extra 50 pounds, you think that's not a big deal. It is a big deal. Yeah. <laughs> Every five pounds is basically one rep. You know, so if you think you can just strong arm it or, you know, muster it out, I'm, it will show up. Slow uh, progression, my slow friend, progress. slow progression, one, one, one rep at a time. There's a reason why power lifters and strongmen have these fractional plates, quarter pound, pound, pound 0.25, mm-hmm. and so on. Because when you get closer to your limit, you can't just jump two and a half pounds. No. Now you need these small little fractional plates, and that's how you progress. So, so what is the goal? So you got the product line coming out. Uh, first of all, let me know when it drops. You know, I will. I, 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 I trust you, and you know, I support businesses, man. I think that's amazing. Um, what's the goal? Like, is the goal to be the new, the new gym in the U.S. or in the world that is like, yo, like this is the new goals? Like, no, no, that's not the goal. The goal, okay. the goal is uh, helping as many people as possible, not ever needing a doctor or medication. Hmm. The goal is to teach people what, to, how to treat their bodies right, so they they can like do a physical once a year and get the new the good news once a year, and that's it. Should should insurance and and some insurances have tried to cover gym? The answer as, is yes. Whatever you're a- going to ask, the answer <laughs> is definitely yes. <laughs> because they- I've always said. The gym is more of a medical facility. If you kind of think about it in, in the area of health and wellness, uh, should uh, employers and and companies really make it essential to have exercise yes. as a yes. part of their as their uh, workforce's uh, longevity? I, I don't even understand why that's a question. I mean, I don't mean personally you. I mean in general. The, the world, the, the companies, sure. corporations. Sure. How is that even a question? There, there's you don't even need studies, but there's hundreds of them where productivity is up, mood is up, 
uh, community sense and uh, like team building is up. What I do here is I have private boot camps for companies uh, for team building events. So company gets their employees in here. They pay me, the gym owner. They write it off as a business expense. I make money. Everyone wins. Oh, and wow. they, we do a team building event where I do exercises where the team members uh, depend on each other, right? So you have to do this until your partner finishes doing this. The faster he goes, the less you have to struggle in a plank or in a squat position or whatever, you know, something mean and evil. So after that team building event, usually the, the, the owner of that company writes me an email and says like, whoa, productivity was up. For the next week, instead of like moaning and complaining about work, right. all those cubicles are talking between each other. Oh, that workout was so tough. Like my legs were shaking. My arms were shaking. I felt sore here. I felt sore there. The community, like the topic and during lunch breaks in those companies is completely different. Like everything changes, you know. Uh, the, the other pro to like what you just said is um, – Loss of thermodynamics and physics. A body in motion stays in motion. Therefore, a body not in motion stays not in motion. As a business owner, do you want employees that stay in motion or stay not in motion? Stay in motion. Get your people to move. And then they stay in motion throughout work. So, And then, you know, staying away from the doctor. Exercise can lower blood pressure, increase mood, depression, anxiety. All the stuff that people take pills for. They can just realize that exercise is medicine. That's true. And then with good exercise, you start having willpower to to eat correct. And then the other half of your problems fall off. That's true. Last last question. Are you are you worried about uh, the status of really the world's health, but specifically, I guess, because we're in the U.S.? Um, you know, COVID, like you said, if you were a gym owner in 2020, you saw a dip, right? Even though vaccinations are rolling out. And I do believe by third, fourth quarter 2021, everyone will have been inoculated, right? Everyone will have been administered uh, this vaccination. But at the same time, the damage has been done as far as the rates of obesity climbing, Right. Does that scare you? Do, do you think that there's going to be a rebound or do you think that because I've always said this, like, let's say it all ends in you know, everything goes back to normal, right? That everything is open, no mask, whatever. Does everybody start running to the gym? I mean, what does that look like? Is it what what thought goes through your mind? There's so there's there over the last year and even beginning of this year, there was a lot of different thoughts and a big progression from one thought to another thought. And uh, first of all, I had COVID myself. I, I was, uh, I was tested positive and I couldn't show up here at work for, for a good two weeks, actually a little more. I took an extra day. Um, to be honest, I was bored at home. I was actually training people on zoom th from my living room. Um, yeah. I had two days of like a little bit of a headache and joint aches and stuff. Right. And I was fine um, without with this is a very controversial topic. So without getting too much into it, we know facts, Co comorbidities. Right. So this just tested your strengths and weaknesses. If you didn't take care of yourself, it hit you harder than if you take care of yourself. It's just a fact financially, relationship wise or business wise or, or, or fitness wise. If you, you weren't in a good position before, 
this just hit you harder. Uh, as far as coming back, yes, during during the whole lockdown and stuff, we had it here for about two months here in Ohio. A lot of people gained weight. A lot of people picked up very bad habits that they still can't shake to this day. Um, I'm trying to help with that, but you know, I, at the end, we all make decisions for ourselves. I can't make decisions for my clients or other people or for Americans, for the world. I can't make decisions for you. I'm just here to help. I'm here to give you answers. You might not like them. I'm here to give you exercises. They might be tough, but together we can make you stronger, fitter, healthier, mentally and physically. You know, um, if not me, there's enough workouts and guides and advice on YouTube, on Google, anywhere else. You don't have to pay for this. You have the decision. You have to make the decision if you want to live a healthier, better, longer, happier life or not. If you, you know, you, the end of the day, it's up to you. If you want to be scared and watch TV and sit on the couch and wait for somebody to save your life, not going to happen. You have to make the decision right now, and then you actually have to make actions towards that. So do I feel bad and scared? You know what? Uh, first, I wanted to say yes in the beginning of everything when yeah. I saw everyone declining like crazy, but now I want to say, no, I'm not scared because I see my clients. I see they're crawling out of their like bunkers. They're they're starting to move. They're they're tr they they see that it's dangerous mm -hmm. to be in a fearful mindset and not moving, not eating right and stuff. They, they're coming out and they're getting stronger, fitter. My gym is actually doing really good right now. Wow, uh, really good. People coming in. We're taking precautions. Um, I have enough room and we have sanitizers, cleaners. Some people don't care at all. Some people are very careful. Some people are still trained through Zoom. They're afraid to come out. Hey, whatever works for you. I'm not here to judge. I'm here to help you. I'm here to whatever me means possible. I'm here to help. I'm not worried. I'm not scared. Whoever wants to be better will be better. Whoever doesn't, they're just going to complain about it. And then that's a, whatever. That's up to you. Perfect. Perfect. Well, look, I appreciate you, brother, so much. Bo, I know you're in Cleveland, Ohio. Where can they follow you? Where can they support you? Where can they connect with you? So a good support would be to go on YouTube and follow the channel. Uh, we have a weekly podcast as well as supportive, like here and there, videos on exercise, motivation. But the podcast is all about health, fitness, and mindset. So I talk to doctors. So tomorrow I have a episode dropping, talking with a chiropractor about uh, back pain, why and how to fix it, like even at home. Uh, last week, we had a podcast with a gynecologist about menopause and fitness. So the whole spectrum of fitness, health, mindset, longevity. So uh, the, the uh, YouTube is called Stay Sore. Uh, both kids go Stay Sore. And it's called Stay Sore because of this, uh, the, the Stay Sore book. So it uh, turns out I'm a best-selling author. You can get it on Amazon. And stay sore just means you got to get uncomfortable if you want to achieve something. It's not just fitness. It's, it's everything. Business, relationships, health, fitness, looks, whatever you want to achieve, got to get uncomfortable if you want something good. So that's why stay sore, stay uncomfortable, you know. And then social media, Bo underscore Skitsko, pretty much everywhere. Perfect. Guys, buy the book, stay sore. Subscribe to his YouTube page. Follow Bo at Bo Skisco. Also, connect with me. If you want to keep seeing amazing guests like Bo, you want to keep seeing amazing content, we cover it all. His thing, he, he is the health guru. Follow Bo, but let me know that you are following Bo. Follow us at YouTube at CV Space K. We're all 
podcast I heard. I appreciate my guests. And until next time, guys, thanks. Thank you. Hey, what's up, everybody? You like what you saw? We're entertained. We're informed. We want to keep seeing amazing content. Subscribe at the link below. YouTube, CV Space K. You connect where all podcasts are streaming. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Anchor. Connect with me. I want to connect with you. Let's enjoy the ride.